word. We're just going to share briefly. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 23. Are you there? And I'm going to emphasize verse 23. It says, My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, healing and health to their flesh. And then it says in verse 23, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. Keep and guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the forces of life. Out of your heart springs life. Out of it, your, your life is shaped. So we're looking inwards now. We're looking at our heart. What or who controls the narrative of your life? Who controls the narrative of your life? Who controls or shapes your life? I want you to know that it flows out of your heart. Amen. I want you to know that it flows out of your heart. Your heart is your stronghold. Your heart is where your strength is. And that is why Paul prayed in Ephesians 1 and in Ephesians 3 that you'll be strengthened with all might in your inner man. You'll be strengthened in your heart. You'll be strengthened within. Because if it's not happening within, then it won't happen outside. Pay attention to your heart. Pay attention to what is going on there. And that is why, you know, the Bible says it is with our heart that we believe. It is our heart that we give to Jesus. That is why our hearts need to be recreated. And then every other thing can follow. And I found that even after giving our lives to Christ, even after being born again, there is still much to do. We must renew our minds. Do you agree with me? We must renew our minds. We must get better and better. The Bible says that we should also be careful that we do not have a root of bitterness springing forth in our heart because the enemy will seek to corrupt your heart. He had it before, but he doesn't have it anymore. But he will seek to take over. He will seek to corrupt it. And that's why we have to be mindful what is going on inside. We have to be mindful how we think. We must always tell our hearts, be strong. We must always speak to our hearts. We must always look inwards. Looking up to God and receiving strength. Hello? Receiving strength. To be strengthened in the inner man. The Bible also says if we faint in the day of adversity, what is it? Our strength is small. Is it talking about physical strength? It's talking about the strength of our inner man. And there are things that come across that hit us every day, every season, every now and then, just to weaken that strength on the inside. Just to bring you to the point where you almost, you know, you want to curse God, but that will never happen. Just to bring you to the point where you want to believe that God doesn't love you or he doesn't even exist. Just to break you and to break that resolve and to break and shake the values that you have held on to. But I tell you, may your heart be strengthened. May your heart be strengthened even the more in the name of Jesus. He says, even though our, our outward man is perishing, but our inward man is being renewed. So it's very important to t pay attention to our inward man. This flesh, yes, it will, you know, seem to be waning away. And that's why we use all the props to hold it up. Hello? All the makeup and the stuff. But what are you using to hold up your heart? The word of God. 
Because that is it. It's not about the physical bread, but it's about the bread of life. What are you using to hold up your heart, especially in times like this? You don't even have to wait till the adversity comes to your doorstep. It's out there seeking to come in. And honestly, it's not a cause. We all have our own fair share of things that happen to us. Like they say, life happens. It's just that in various degrees. So when you are going through your trial, I need to be there for you, to strengthen you, to encourage you because mine is coming. Or maybe I've just come out of one. Hello? Because that prayer that said, may I never go through any trial again in my life. Mm -mm. Not if you are not on this. But Lord, strengthen me that when I go through the waters, I will not drown. And when I go through the fire, it will not kindle upon me. And then that, that will be the awesome testimony. Because it says that we, the church, are the ones to, be, to make known to principalities and powers the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God, the power of God must be made known through us. So it's not that we will not go through issues, but it will be how did you come out of that? And how did you come out of that smiling? And it will come to a place where you are not even faking it. Hello? So, recently, some days ago, my luggage got lost. Okay, fine. I shouldn't prophesy that it's lost because it can still be recovered, right? This <laughs> is shaking her head. Why? You're thinking of the content. It is well. <laughs> so I was coming from the U.S. I arrived last night at, in Lagos. Anyway, finally. So I was coming from the U.S. and spent two days in the U.K. So thank God for that break because I had stuff to do there. So I arrived. And it was two baggages. The, my main one and then the second where some people sent me stuff. And a few things that you don't think are so important, you put it there, the smaller baggage, some old clothes. I think my daughters um, went to Jesus, so I just packed them there because I'm going to give them, you know, to love home and all of that. So you put that in the lesser luggage. But my main luggage that I, you know, come and go to a letter, some things are just permanently there. Anyway, so the luggage did not arrive. And because you go to the desk and you say, oh, what happened? They look at it and they said, it's still in Atlanta, it's still in the U.S. So maybe we'll arrive the next day, give them the address of where you're staying in London. It didn't arrive. Next day, it didn't arrive. We left for Nigeria. Fill the form online and say, please, forward this luggage to Oregon, Lagos. <laughs> but you know, I just want to give perspective here because I look at you, you know what you do? You quickly do a quick take of what's in the luggage. First of all, I thank God that even I, my life is not there. You can kidnap or hijack the luggage. But I begin to sense foul play. <laughs> but whether I sense foul play or not, because how far now? Even if you check it or you suspect something and then you didn't make that flight, you should make the flight the next day. And there's some goodies there. <laughs> I don't mean sweets, but I mean some nice stuff. But you know what? When you look at perspective, some people have lost all in this season. They're talking about Houston flood, and this is not a matter of glorifying America. Eh, hey, Macaulay is also there. And thank God, it was really bad. I, I wasn't in that region, but I have friends and people that, you know. And then back home to Benue, because that wasn't publicized, but thank God you search, and then you begin to see there was some scanty news on it, and then you begin to amplify it, and it is, it is terrible. And then you think about that, and you're talking about luggage. Hello. People have not, lost not just luggages, they've lost their entire house. And this is not about spiritualizing things and hey, you're just, but that is life. 
Say, hey, won't you confess and believe the Lord? We've prayed about it. So, you know. But honestly, my heart, I've moved on. I even think that when the luggage comes, I'm even going to say, you stand there first. <laughs> you know, you stand there first. I know my PO will be shaking her head. The jewelry is there. <laughs> I carry this pack of jewelry around. I mean, it's almost everything. Not everything, but of course, it's all costume jewelry. I really don't deal in gold and all that. It's all costume jewelry because you're on TV. So it's like, you know, you wore that one before. They are busy dressing me up. Wear this one. It has to drop. When all those theories out. You see, this is what I'm wearing. This is what I'm going to wear for a very long time. And this, this one nation wristwatch, it didn't go because it was on my hand. <laughs> and then for those of you that keep things and hold things, I had one bag like that. It was there in the U.S. I looked at it. I said, this bag is just sitting here. Let me move on. Do you want to talk about it? This bag has been sitting there for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a Chanel bag. I, think, I don't know whether it was for my 40th or 45th. My husband bought it for me. We traveled and then, you know, you just want to indulge. It's the best. When you say, you know, the best, how do I put it? Uh, so it was just there. I don't use it in the U.S. Nigeria, I don't use it. So I just looked at it. I said, you will follow me to Nigeria this time around. Maybe I'll be able to use, you know, just to shine small. I put it in my luggage. Someone will say, ha, ah, that kind of thing, why don't you put in hand luggage? How many things do you want to put in hand luggage? So don't even be tied to things. I had that means we was never tied to it before. It was there. <laughs> I don't miss it because I hardly use it. God help me. And you think you don't want to oppress people. But sometimes you need to feel, you know what? Yeah, I've been here a while. Let me carry it. But again, it depends on your brand. So all that. Whether it comes back or not, I'm even just, even when it comes, let it even just be there first. <laughs> She's looking at me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who says you have to wear long jewelry when you're not wearing neck piece and all those things? Please just leave me with my one nation. There's power in simplicity. Amen. And don't say, truly, it's not that I'm glad my luggage is missing. Hello. But sometimes, anyway, I don't want to confuse people. Sometimes you even need to be free of all these things. <laughs> it will come back. Maybe I'll be led to give some out. And it's not that much anyway. To God be the glory. But I'm just sharing that life is about perspectives. When things happen to you, do a quick take and think, what's the deal breaker? What's the worst situation? What? And then you will be able to give thanks. What have you lost? But when you look at yourself and you say, you are still here, there is hope. You wake up, you find yourself, you are still on earth, and you are not in heaven. Hello? Besides, heaven is a good place anyway. And so if you wake up, if you do not wake up on this side of earth, you had better be in that good place, not in hell. And that's why we should never go to bed with unforgiveness or bitterness or any of those things. That the Lord should continue to help us to see what is most important in life. From your heart flow the issues of life. They spring forth the things that govern our lives. Joseph was mindful of his heart. That's why he already resolved before he ever met his brothers. He didn't know he would ever meet them, but he had already let them go. He had already released them. And the Bible says in Romans 8, 26 to 28, especially one of my favorite scriptures, 
all things, for we know that all things work together for good to them who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. For we know, but do you know? But if you don't know, then you can't claim that scripture. That all things work together for good. But do you know? So I know that all things are working together for my good. Luggage or no luggage. I know that there's a plan. It's all good in the end. We may not understand why, but in the end we will know. And even if we do not know when, then to God be the glory. He's a good God all the same. Hello? We don't use things to judge him. Because he is God and he is faithful and he is a loving God. Praise God. And then we also learn how to abase and how to abound. Hello? We learn how to abase and how to abound. I know it seems like a tough word, a bit, but you know, we all go through challenges. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And this is Paul speaking here. And we know he had his fair share. He said, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. You know, some of you have asked God about certain things and you haven't gotten the specific answer. But what you just seem to hear is grace. <laughs> and he just says, take that, be peaceful, be at rest, be content. It's not like he's saying, just camp there and this is your life. So don't use your mouth to say, well, as for me, Sha, I know this is my life. God has not ordained me to be rich. Don't say things like that. Because you are in that season doesn't mean that it's permanent. Don't say what he has not said for you to say. If he just says, my grace, sometimes he doesn't want to, if someone doesn't want to talk, is it by force? Sometimes he doesn't want to give a long explanation of what you are going through. He's God by himself. Hello? And someone will say, what is God's temperament? I don't know. <laughs> sometimes he can talk a lot. Sometimes he can be quiet. That's why he said, God, why are you being quiet? This is a quiet season. And it's like, the thing I said before, what I said to you last is enough for you to still be running with. It's not every time you have to hear me saying, you know, hey, God, say it again so I know you are this sure. It is you that is talking. Says, My grace is sufficient for you. Because we don't know who we are being examples to. We don't even know whether sometimes we are to be the, uh, not scapegoat, but, you know, example. Because people are watching to see how you handle that trial. Hello? I heard Josmia say that uh, I went through some things, and sometimes I go through some things so that I'll have something to come and say to you people. <laughs> so don't ask God, why now? Why me? Why not you? to go through what you are going through. Because after you have known the comfort of God, after you have been strengthened and healed, then you can comfort another person. You can strengthen another person. And if you have been through it and you tell someone, I know, the person will listen to you. 
Now someone just say, I know. The person say, uh, have you been in that situation before? No, but I know what you are going to. Please just keep quiet. <laughs> For everyone that is going through something, someone else has gone through it. Hallelujah. So I just want to encourage us to be full of joy. To count it all joy. When we fall into temptations. It's tough, I know. But to count it all joy. Because he knows the end from the beginning. So if he was to fast forward the end to you, you would say, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go through it. But sometimes we are confused and we don't know why we are going through what we go through. And sometimes it's not even God that brings it on, but he allows it. Sometimes it has nothing to do with him, but he knows that if you rely on my grace and my strength, I will shame the devil who has brought this upon you. Hello? So it's about perspective to make sure that we are all on the side of God and never be tempted to think that he doesn't love you because of the circumstance or because of your situation. Another thing is that God also wants us to be humble and not to be prideful. Hello? You know, many times left to us human beings. Hmm. Pride is something that has a tendency, you know, to want to come, um, show up in our lives. And Paul said, I, I've learned how to abase and how to abound. So when we go through things, we come out of it, we've known the mercy of God. We've known his comfort. There's no way we will be judgmental of other people when they go through what they go through. Because we will not think that it's because that person really doesn't know, you know, how to do certain things. Yes, sometimes we don't know and the enemy cheats us. Sometimes we don't know the word like we should and he cheats us. But we will not be able to judge people because we will know that it's by the mercy of God that we are who we are. We become tender and we become soft because when things happen to us and we feel me, me of all people, Lord, with all I know in your word, Lord, with all how I've been serving, so why not you? Because he, know you can, he knows that you can come through it. You can take it, you can handle it. And you can preach to others and tell them there's hope for you. You'll be okay. Tell your neighbor, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. I know some people are thinking, you don't know my situation. You're just saying you'll be okay. Okay, take it as a prophecy. I don't have to know all your issues to say the word of God to you. Hello? So when Jesus said to the man by the pool of Bethesda, he said, you know, do you want to be made whole? He started story. So the person beside doesn't have to know what you're going through. But if the person speaks and prophesies to you, say amen, receive it. Don't say, hey, wait, let me tell you. And you, t you want to say the whole story to destroy the person's faith. <laughs> Praise God. It is well with you. In Jesus' name. It is well with you. Because life are in seasons. Life, we have life in seasons. You are in one season. Your friend is in another season. Your sister is in another season of life, but that season will still go. It will come and go. Hello? And you require different things for different seasons. When it's a cold season, you need to keep warm. Hello? And when that season moves, you move on. You let go. Right? You let go. When it's time to let go, let go. Don't even hold on to things from a previous season because it won't work for you and it will not pay you. Let's be sensitive. Let's pay attention to our hearts. Let's question ourselves sometimes. What is the motive? What is the motive for what I do? Why am I really doing this, Lord? 
and then we'll be able to adjust and align. Why am I really doing this? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we'll be freer and we'll be more at peace. We will worry less because we'll be able to cast everything. We'll be able to cast our cares on him because he is God and he's good and he's faithful. So I want you to trust in God's love. I want you to trust in his love. That even when we run to him on our knees, you know many times when, we, when everything is up, up, up and rosy, and we pray, but sometimes we really don't pray desperately like our lives depend on him, right? But when we got, get to a point or when there's a situation that we know that this one is only God that can do it, what do we do? We pray. And we, we are closer to God. Amen. We pray all kinds of prayers. Desperate prayers. We make vows. Ah, God, if you do this. Ah, Lord, if you come through for me on this. Ah, God, you'll see what I'll do. <laughs> I will so serve you, like bribing him. But really, it's an opportunity to come closer to him. Because in that situation, nobody else but him. And that's when he truly takes all the glory. And his power rests, us, rests on us like never before. May we be more dependent on God. And we, we, we trust him more and trust less in ourselves. Our faith is precious. And I pray that we pass every test of life that comes our way. The test of life that comes our way is to still to be mature and to still say, you know, I know God is faithful. Even in the trials and even in the situation. Because we know he's working for our good. He's working for our good. Working for our good and for his glory in Jesus' name. So always test the temperature of your heart. First Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. Love is long-suffering. Love is kind. Love you know, does not behave itself rudely. Always use that as a litmus test and say, Lord, okay, there's still work to do. I think I need to still, I need to be more like you. Hello, how many people have that yearning to be more like him? Even the Bible says that those who don't, those who do not get offended easily, they have great peace. And we are made in his image, but many times our actions and reactions are very far from his. Of course, he is God, but my desire is, Lord, I want to be more like you. Let my heart be like your heart, Lord. Help me to stop failing, you know, the test of life. <laughs> Help me to grow so that I don't keep stumbling because the enemy always knows that sore area, that weak area that we have, and he throws something in to make us fall, and then he will laugh and say, ah, oh, you got angry again. I thought you said you would not get angry again. Meanwhile, he provoked you. He stirred up someone to really, you know, get in your way. But when you know his devices, you say, I'm not ignorant of your devices. Uh -huh. I, this time around, I will not get angry. This time around, I'm going to react in love. This time around, I know I have the grace of God. I have the love of God. I know I have it in me to do right by him. Hallelujah. And when we come to that point where we don't struggle with it anymore, then we are thankful that it's a life of freedom. Hallelujah.
is truly, truly a life of freedom. So take a, you know, just assess your life. Take a quick take and look at, Lord, what is important? What are the things I've held on to that, are, you know, it doesn't even really matter. You don't have to wait to have a major trial. Hello? You don't have to wait to have a major trial and say, Lord, okay, I thank you for my life. Hello? And I know that you will live long to declare the works of God. May we all have the right perspective in God. May we be light and witnesses to those in the world. And even those around us too. Even to other Christians that are weaker. May we grow day by day. So as our years are, may we continue to grow and be stronger in him, in the name of Jesus. Those of us that have been in Christ for quite a number of years too, I pray that we, with that maturity really show and help those who are baby Christians, help those who are coming up and say, look, it is well and it is going to be well. Because some people think that when they come into Christ, then it's going to be all rosy. Initially it is, you know, initially the first you whatever, just to encourage you that you're now in Christ. But then after a while, you begin to face the real deal. And then you wonder. So when I was in the world, I had problems. And now it seems as if the problems are still there. The issue now, the, the, the joyful thing now is that you now have the ability to face those problems. You now have the ability to partner with God and say, Lord, go to work. You have the ability to chew on his word, to read his promises. Hallelujah. To say that he, he said he will not leave nor forsake you. Amen. To hold on to his word and to prove him as faithful. You now have a friend in him. You now have someone to trust, someone to lean on. Because men will fail us. And when I say men, men and women, human beings. Hello? Because that's life, because we are human. And we too will fail other people at times. There are times when we cannot really be there for them. But God is the one that is always there for everyone. And that's why we should never be bitter with anybody. We should never hold on to anyone. Never make anyone your source or your stronghold. Hello? Including your most loving spouse. Praise God. Let them do what they can do in your life. Let God do the rest. Because if one person can be everything to you, then God is not needed. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Then God is not needed. So in this season, let's draw you know, closer to him. Through our difficulties, or whether you're in a season where everything is rosy, hello, still draw close to him, still enjoy the love, the closeness, and everything. It's not about our situations and circumstances, but it's about the fact that he is God, and he's God all by yourself. Learn to also look out for, you know, Situations that are worse than yours. People are suffering extremely on this earth. People are suffering extremely all over the world. Nation to nation, there is none that is really better than the other. So let's learn to think about that and say, Lord, I'm thankful. We're thankful. You know, in Nigeria, we don't have many, many times these natural disasters. But what I've noticed of late are these floods. May God help us. Because I was flooding Lekki some time ago. That was very small. That was very, very small compared to the Makodi and other places. That was child's play. So we pray in Jesus' name that, you know, every flood will be dried up Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the personal floods of our lives, too, may God intervene. Amen. 
and may they dry up. Some people have had cycles of failure, cycles and cycles, and it's so painful because you are hopeful that, okay, I know we go through things, but fine. I mean, the last one, okay, Lord, my heart is trending, I know. And then again, I pray that your heart will be strengthened. I pray concerning such people that you will not give up. God is too faithful to fail you. Your story will be sweet in the end. And your life will be an example of him. Because yes, people have known you for that cycle of failure. But then the story will be, come and see that woman that God came through for her. Apparently, God never left her. Come and see this woman. There is grace on her life. There is oil on her life. Because she held on. Because she did not look back. She said, though he slay me, I will yet praise him. That he is the strength of my life. To whom will we go? Who else will we go? The enemy has nothing out there for us. I want you to carry your head high. Don't let your head be bowed because of your circumstances. Carry your head because you are still royalty. It doesn't matter. Royalty may suffer, but you are still royalty. You're still a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. You're still a peculiar person and a peculiar people. And you are to show forth his praises. Don't say what is there to show forth the praise. There's no child to show forth. There are other things to show forth in your life. Amen. You are alive. It's someone that is alive that can say, I'm believing God to conceive. Amen. And there's someone that is alive that has love or joy in her heart that can say, I even want to adopt a child. Let me tell you, there is hope for you. And there's much to be thankful for. I don't know what your situation is, but there's still much to be thankful for. Hallelujah. There's still much to be thankful for. There's still much to be thankful for. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us are trusting God for marriage. I believe God it will happen. But not with that long, sad face. Not with the complaining and murmuring. Let your countenance change. Have joy in yourself. Hello? People are looking for joy to add to their life. Hello? Be happy all by yourself. Hello? I know it's tough, but don't be overly desperate. Hello? Because you have God, and he found you. Sorry for too bad for that man that has not found you. May they, may they see well. May their eyes be open. Because you know you are a good thing. Why are you not a good thing? Ah, then you need to work more on yourself if you know you are not a good thing. Hello? But the truth is really, you really don't have to be perfect. Because the truth is, I'm not perfect now. And 24 years ago, I was not perfect. So it's not even about perfect because it's true. We keep saying, work on yourself, work on yourself. I've worked on myself. What all that work to? Abba! Uh-uh. I know Pastor Nika when she got married. I heard that she was not perfect. Nothing. How come Pastor Sam still like her like that? So don't let anybody put you in bondage. But the truth is that improve on yourself for yourself. Hello? Some of us, we keep keeping that bottom box. Keep, keep keeping that best thing for when the man. The beautiful set of pot that you have bought. The marriage has not begin to use it. Hmm. This one, I bought it by faith. I'll carry it to my husband. Begin to enjoy the pots now. Set of red pots. I like red pots. I like red because I like my kitchen to be everything red. Begin to use it now. Hello. Remember the bag I didn't use? <laughs> it went. <laughs> well, hope it comes back. But if it doesn't, I've moved on. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm just thinking of what my claims will be. What should I, how much should I claim from them if that bag does not come? <laughs> so that I don't spoil their business for them. I won't tell you the name of the airline, though you might guess. So, enjoy. Hello. Enjoy. Enjoy it now. Be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. I'm talking to the single sisters. Hello? And thank God marriage is not passport to heaven. You know I'm always saying that. You know I'm always saying that. And I mean it from my heart. Be good to yourself. Be happy. That man will find you. You say, ah, this one looks so radiant. Ah, I think I need this type in my house. That's how it works. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My time is up. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the brief sharing of your word. And I pray and trust that someone has been encouraged. Thank you, Father. I pray that someone's heart has been encouraged. I pray that someone has received hope. I pray that someone has received perspective and begin to have a better and a different attitude to their situations, to their circumstances. I pray, Father, that someone here is encouraged to love you more, to get closer to you. I pray someone here is encouraged to go deeper in the word, to search out the scriptures and wait for you and wait on you till their change comes. And their change will come indeed. And I thank you because that change starts from the inside. Thank you, Father. Thank you because you are faithful. Thank you because you are on the throne. I thank you because you are the king of kings and there is no one like you. I thank you, Father, because you will heal every heart here in Jesus' name. Comfort every soul. Comfort everyone that is struggling. Answer the questions of their heart in Jesus' name. Soothe the pain away. Give grace to wait in Jesus' name. Give grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you and we adore you. Thank you, Lord. Dead dreams will come alive in the name of Jesus. It's not over. It's not over. Your dream will come to pass. No matter how long it takes, it will come to pass. Thank you, Father. And there are some here God is saying, encouraging, begin to take little steps of faith towards your dream. Begin to take steps of faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And God is saying also here, be eager to hear. I mean, revelation, revelation. Be eager to hear. Because when you hear, then you have found it. When you hear and you have found it, and you know that it is what I am saying to you, then you have found it. Thank you, Father. Didn't his word say, I rejoice as one, like one that has found great spoil. I rejoice at your word. Thank you, Father. Because when you have received that word, then it's a matter of time. It is a matter of time. It's countdown. And then you are working towards it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We don't suddenly just become big and grown overnight. But it's gradual. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give us the grace, Father, for the gradual growth. Thank you, Father.
Our hearts will not faint and we will not give up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Someone is saying, how long, how long? Not long from now. Not long from now. Not long from now. Like Aaron's rod that budded. Not long from now. I see great things ahead of you. I see brighter things ahead of you. Not long from now. Hold on and don't let your heart faint. Faint. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And for you that are weary over that child, for in the first place, God gave you that child. The enemy didn't give you that child. The child came forth by the power of God through your womb. The child was given to you for signs and wonders. Rest in him. Because he will bring that child, he will bring those children to his desired purpose. Thank you, Father. Whether they stray or not, he's going to reroute them and bring them back to his original purpose for their lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Because you know the kind of child you ask for. You even know what God, God is not, God does not create a nightmare. Thank you, Father. Whatever the enemy has corrupted, God will bring back to his own. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Is there anybody that is sick here? You're sick. Maybe you have something and you just want us to pray about it. Just stand up on your feet. Maybe you have, you're afraid. Maybe you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I always like to say, and I want to say that fibroid is not the fruit of the womb. It's an imposter. Thank you, Jesus. And we uproot every fibroid from the bodies of your daughters in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We, I curse the growth. Tumors, growths, growing in the womb, growing in the parts of the body. Go in the name of Jesus. Dry up. Go in the name of Jesus. Someone here might be slated for surgery, and I want to say to you, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Your life is in God's hands. Do not be afraid. Thank you, Father. Lord, you are the great physician. Anoint doctors to do their work. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. For anyone here that would still have to go through surgery, we thank you, Father, because it will be successful. We thank you because your hand will be upon the surgeon's hand. In the name of Jesus. Anyone that will do evil, whether doctor, whether nurse, anyone that will attend to your daughters, Father, send them on errand on that day in the name of Jesus. Amen. Above all, we ask for supernatural healing. Amen. Thank you, Father. Let sicknesses fall off our bodies. Now in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus took it on the cross. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.